When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Syracuse Basketball with Mike Waters, presented by Syracuse.com. College basketball is a great thing. Anything can happen. Welcome to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Waters. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by my Syracuse.com colleague, Donna DeTota. Donna and I discuss this year's Syracuse Orange basketball team. Which players will be the biggest keys? What areas are the most concerning? and how the Orange stacks up against its ACC competition. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by my uh, longtime colleague and friend, Donna DeTota of the Post Standard and Syracuse.com. Donna, how are you? I am good, Mike. How are yourself? We're doing good. It was a late night at the Dome last night. Yeah, it was later, later for you. I, I, I snuck out of there a little bit earlier than you did. But yeah, game nights are, are late nights, generally. You got out of there earlier because I was over there gabbing with Mike Curtis and stuff. And as you uh, want to do. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was going to make deadline, so I wasn't worried. But I began to realize that I was affecting him. <laughs> so I had to leave Michael alone. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get you on today because ahead of the start of the season or depending on when people are listening this maybe Syracuse has played a game. Um, but I wanted to talk about this year's team and the season and your expectations for it and all that good stuff. Um, so let's just start there. In general, what are your expectations for this team? How good can they be? How high can they finish in the ACC? How far can they go in the NCAA tournament? Well, you know what? I think a lot is going to be depending on, and I feel like I've been saying this since the jump, since the season has started, but it, it, can they defend anybody and can they rebound? And so far they have not rebounded <laughs> very well against these two division two teams. So that is a concern. And, um, you know, I think they're going to score a ton of points, um, even on days when they don't shoot the ball great. And they've shot it great in the, the two exhibition games, but even on games when they don't, don't shoot it that that well, I think they're going to still be able to figure out ways to score. The big concern, I think, is whether they can guard anybody and, and whether or not they can rebound. And that it remains to be seen. I mean, I think the first few games of the early season will help gauge a little bit. But the big test, obviously, is going to be when they go to the Bahamas and we'll see how they do against really good teams. So let's focus on the rebounding. You're right. In the two exhibitions, it, it hasn't been great. They haven't dominated the boards the way you expect a Division One team to dev- dominate a Division Two outfit like Pace or Lemoyne. What has to happen for them to be just good enough 
in that area. I think they have to make an effort to do it. I mean, just go get the ball. I, I think that there's there's too much, the ball goes up and there's too much standing around. Jim Mayhem said last night something about the forwards are a little bit more scoring oriented or a little more offensive oriented and they're not too interested or as interested as they should be in going to get the ball. And I think that's part of the problem. But he was talking, I think, specifically about the offensive glass, but the defensive glass is where they really, really need to do a better job. They were one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the country last year. And, um, you know, they, they don't have to be great at it. I keep saying this. They don't have to be great. They don't have to be North Carolina, but they have to be better than Syracuse. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's where they are right now. They're in, they're, they're in a, a no man's land of, of a, not a particularly good rebounding team. And they think, I think they really need to make a better effort. And I had been told that the guards had been told that they need to rebound the ball better this year. And I think Buddy had five rebounds yesterday. So maybe they are considering it a little bit more, but they just have to rebound the ball better. I do. I agree. You know, I don't know how much, how many offensive rebounds this team's going to get. And to be honest, that's not nearly as big a concern to me as the defensive end. You mentioned that defensive rebounding last year wasn't good. You know, it was funny last year, I heard a lot of people complaining about the defense in general. And I'm like, you know, they actually had a pretty good uh, field goal percentage defense, especially in the ACC and the yeah, three point line. Yeah. But that was pretty good too. It was the second chance opportunities that teams got that made the defense look worse than it actually was. That that first possession, they were pretty good. But when they gave up all those defensive boards, well, you know, we see it all the time. And it's so deflating. You know, you've just played 30 seconds of defense and then you got to play more defense. The, the team gets the rebound and you got to keep playing defense. So, you know, that is an area that they really should get better at. You know, I'm putting a lot of my hopes on Jesse Edwards being a, 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 a better rebounder than Marek Dolajai was last year. You know, nothing against Marek. He was out of position. He was having to play center all year long. I think he got about five rebounds a game. I think Jesse can do better than that. But I just I don't know if the, the forwards. Yeah, I think they're going to get more rebounds from the center position. I don't think Marek rebounded that well last year. And, um, you, you know, um, Quincy obviously was a phenomenal rebounder and uh, that's a guy that they're going to miss on the boards. Um, I think Alan Griffin wasn't as good on the boards as I, I, he was at Illinois. And I think he could have been a little bit better rebounder. Um, but I, you know, I just think that they need, you know, we, I, I, we could talk about this forever, but I just think they need to make a better effort. They need to make, make it a priority to go get the ball off the glass. Okay. You mentioned the defense too. And I was sitting there sort of saying, you know what, last year they weren't that bad. It was the second chance stuff, but when you look at this year's team and you're losing some athletic forwards like Quincy and Alan Griffin, is this team going to be better or worse defensively than last year's team? Well, they're going to be bigger, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean better. You know, I, I think when, when I've talked to a couple of the players, when I've talked to Cole about it and I've talked to uh, Jimmy Bayham about it, and, you know, they are saying that they think that they're just collective basketball IQ will be better. They'll know how to play the zone a little bit better. They'll, they're smart players. They can figure out the angles. They'll be able to, they'll be able to guard. Um, and that remains to be seen. I think Lemoyne yesterday got into some spaces. They just didn't make shots, but they got into some spaces where they could have made shots had they been a little bit better basketball players or had they, had they just had better nights, a better night last night. So, you know, they need to, they need to just do, I think they need to do a better job defensively. And I think, again, it's hard to tell from these early season games, but I do think that defense is going to be something that will be tested pretty early. And, um, 
we'll see how it's going to go. Like I said, as early as the Bahamas and even in some of these early season games too. I mean, these are all division one teams that they have guys who can score. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that Lemoyne game. I go back to the first exhibition against pace pace was getting open threes. They were, and they just missed them all. Now, listen, a good division one team is not going to miss all those open threes. And all right. of a sudden we're going to be talking about the defense. <laughs> Yeah. If, if yeah. they allow that kind of openings out there, it's, it, you know, that, that pace game, I know it was the first exhibition and, and all that, but um, it, it's got to improve. You mentioned those early games, the one that stands out to be Drexel, the second game of the regular season, Drexel's coming off a really good year. They got a kid that's like supposed to be the colonial athletic association's preseason player of the year. And I think his name's Cameron winter. Um, I, I, Syracuse can't the players cannot be looking ahead of the Bahamas yeah I don't think they will I mean I think yeah. they're you know early, this early season I think is a, a time when you can sort of just assess how you're playing you, you're trying, trying to impress your coach you're trying to get your you know kind of develop some sort of chemistry with your teammates and I think that you know the whole overlooking thing is a little overstated in a way in a way I think teams play the teams that are in front of them I don't think they think during the game of what's going to happen two weeks from ahead or what have you I still think Drexel's sneaky good. Uh, that, that's, it's, we'll, we'll see. And, and you know, Colgate comes, I think they, they play Colgate in the, the game before they go to the Bahamas. And, you know, Colgate's the Patriot League defending champs. They got everybody back except Jordan Burns. That's going to be a very good team this year. They were ranked, and Ken Palm has rate, rated them ahead of uh, two teams in the ACC in the preseason. So um, that's going to be a tough test. They got, they got two good big guys. Um, they've got guards who can score. They've got wings. They shoot a ton of threes. That'll be a tough game. Somebody's been on KenPom.com already. Oh yeah. I live over <laughs> there on Ken Palm. Love him. Um, let's talk about some of the newcomers to the team. Obviously you got the three transfers and one freshman. Um, of those four newcomers, who's going to make the biggest impact? And I think I know the answer. Well, you know, it's hard to say. I, I, I'm going to have, I, I think I'm going to have to say Cole because I think Cole's going to play a lot. He's going to get to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, he's going to get a ton of shots. Um, and, you know, can he rebound a little bit better? I think that's a, a, a thing that, that Syracuse coaches want to see and, 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 you know, people just need to see. He needs to rebound the ball better. Uh, but I think he's the impact guy uh, just because of his experience, because of the way he shoots the ball and because he's going to get a ton of shots. Well, what do you I mean, think? Can, I mean, who do you think it's going to be? I think it's Cole. You know, he's he's just such a great shooter, and this team's designed. They're they're going to, you know, rely on the three. Yeah. Uh, between Buddy on one wing, Cole on the other. Jimmy's not a bad shooter uh, from outside. He, he he looked really good on on one that he popped in against a uh, Lemoyne. Um, Joe Girard. Obviously, yeah. you know, maybe he's not, doesn't shoot quite the percentage that Buddy and Cole have, but he's willing. Um, and I think he's, he's going to be better than, than last year, I think. I think he'll shoot it better because I think he's going to be a little more judicious about the shots he takes. I think he should. I mean, when you have threats like Cole and Buddy, uh, and even a, a Jesse Edwards is more of a low post threat than they've had in recent years, I think it would help Joe's offense if he was a little bit more judicious. Uh, don't take the 35 footers. Don't force up the ones because, you know, if you have more than 10, you know, five seconds on the shot clock, you don't have to take that shot yet. 
get it to Cole Swider. He's six foot nine. He's got a better chance of shooting it over his guy than you do. Yeah, and he took a real quick one against Lemoyne, and then I went, oh, that, that what, what kind of shot was that? I mean, he just barely, he like, he barely touched it and just heaved it up there. So that's a shot that I think he would have taken in the past. And, you know, it was an exhibition game with practice, basically. So I think those are those shots are going to be far and few between from him this season. And there was that shot you were talking about, I remember, there was a conversation between Joe Girard and Jim Beheim over near the sidelines shortly after that. He wasn't taken out of the game. He wasn't benched or anything, but there was a conversation. I think they're driving home the point. Listen, more of a point guard now. Right. Let's let's move the ball. And and I think they wanted to shoot it, but it would be great if like the ball touched a couple other players' hands before he puts that shot up. Right. Um, the other transfer, we, well, not the other, because for a minute there I was thinking we already touched on Jimmy Beheim, and we kind of did, but we really didn't get into him. Um, but before we get to Jimmy, what about Simeer Torrance? He's coming yeah. in from Marquette. You know, last year was not a good year for him out there. What can he bring? I think what they want him to bring is somebody who can get into the lane and find open teammates or finish at the rim. He's a strong kid. Um, he's a good defender. He's a tough young man. Um, and I think uh, they want him to distribute the ball and score, try to score at the rim when he gets a chance to get into the lane. He's not a particularly good shooter. And I know he's worked on his shooting, um, but his job is to get the ball to guys who can shoot. And, uh, you know, I think if I think in the first game, he was a really tentative in that first exhibition game. And I think yesterday he got a little more run. And I think he got a little more comfortable and he was better. So, um, you know, let's, let, 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 let's see what happens with Samir. I mean, what kind of role he plays. I, I think they think he can push the ball a little bit. Um, off when he get like yesterday, I, I think yesterday he got the ball off the glass and pushed it himself and, and started some a little bit of a transition. I think they can help that, that he can help them in that area. Yeah, I would really like to see the reserve guard come in and be aggressive. Yeah, you know, when it's when it's a guy like Simeer, because otherwise he, he doesn't have the greatest of outside shots. He kind of becomes a non-factor offensively because, you know, teams are going to back off of him I, to be a right. factor in there and make other teams respect him. He, he does. He needs to in today's vernacular. He needs to get downhill. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So that brings us to Jimmy Beheim. Yeah. He started the first two exhibition games. I expect him to continue in that role. But is he up for the challenge of when they get against the other stronger Division I teams at the Bahamas, the Villanovas, the Florida States? Well, I think the thing that he has in his favor in a big way is he knows how to play. He knows what's expected of him. He, and I also think he's a really strong, he, he, he's a strong guy. He's 23 years old. He's a mature man and in a college basketball game. And I think that that really bodes well for him in his favor. Um, he needs to rebound better. Uh, and I think his, his, he's also pretty aggressive. He knows how to attack the basket. Um, I think all that is going to be helpful too, uh, you know, just, but his, his experience and I think his knowledge and his size and his strength are, are what is going, is the reason he's playing. Yeah. I don't have any concerns about him on the offensive end. Like mentioned that shot, the three point shot that he made against Lemoyne. I mean, man, if, if you're power forward, you know, if he's opposite Swider at forward and he's six, nine and he can step out and make a three at about a, God, I'm, I'm just going to be reasonable and say 35% pace. He's great. That's fine. You're in good shape. 35% uh, is very good. I mean, if I, he gets to 35%, I think he can do that would it. be great. I think he can. He's going to take nothing but open threes. 
He's not going to take any challenge or shouldn't take any challenged ones with the rest of the guys on the floor. But yeah, defensively, because as you know, in that zone, th- those forwards are asked to cover so much ground. Yeah. Um, well, he was he he found out quickly yesterday what it was like playing center when he had to go out to the corner to guard a three. I'm sure he did not appreciate that very much. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, both of those forwards can they guard people? That's that's what, what that's what we'll see going forward. I think Jesse's a pretty good defender. I think he was. At the end of last season, he was a, a presence in the inside of the zone. Um, he was a pretty good rim protector. He also has some footwork areas, things to think about too, and some anticipation things that he needs to work on. But I think um, the two forwards are going to be uh, critical in terms of whether they can guard anybody this year. And then there's the third forward, the only freshman on the squad, and a yeah. very intriguing player, um, Benny Williams. I tell you why, when he gets in the game, I just can't keep my eyes off of him. Yeah. I want to watch him. Right. Um, he's got a ways to go yet, I think. But yeah, I think he needs to just, he just needs to get stronger. And I think he needs to figure out, you know, this is what every freshman needs to figure out decision making things. Once you get in the lane, what do you do? Do you try to finish that shot? Do you look for a teammate? What do you do? And I think those are things that are all going to come as he gets a little bit older, as he gets a little bit stronger, as he gets a little bit better understanding of the speed of the game, um, all of that. But man, he is such an intriguing, exciting prospect. I think he's just got immensely talented. Once he works on his, he he needs to get work on his jump shot too. He needs to get a little bit better arc on his jump shot. But once all these things start coming uh, together, I think he's just going to be, you know, really good. One thing I wasn't prepared for uh, was he's, he seems to be a really good passer. Yeah. And a willing passer. You know, he's a, he's a guy who's always looking for his teammates, which is a good way to make friends with your teammates by passing on the ball. So, yeah. Especially the big guys. Yeah. He's, you know, we talk about passing. It's not just on the perimeter. He's getting the passes in, in, in tight spaces. You know, he's in the lane and still finding a Jesse Edwards you know, for an interior pass or Frank Anselm. I think there was one last night where you and I both were like, wow, that was a heck of a pass. He didn't yeah. get an assist because Frank got fouled on the way up and, and he wasn't able to make the shot. It's it's the assist that Dean Smith, yeah. by the way, would have given him assist. That was like right. a Dean Smith thing. Um, but that was a heck of a pass and a really good vision. Yeah, he, he's a willing passer. And I think Jim Baham said last night that he would like him to be a more willing scorer. There needs to be some times when he gets into the lane, just take that shot, you know, um, because the, the, Jim was saying, Jim Baham was saying yesterday that, you know, if the ball goes up, then now you've got a big eye underneath the basket to rebound it if you miss it. So, um, you know, those are, but like I said, those are things he's going to learn. You know, he's got all the tools. He's a really good athlete. I think he has a great attitude. His teammates love him. Um, and he, from what everybody's told me, he's, he's a really hard worker. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him, I think. We have no idea if Barama Sidibe is going to get back to a point where he can help this team in any way. Can't do we? Right. We do not. No. It's just a shame uh, that this kid's now got an injury to the other knee. <laughs> the good knee. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I really thought Jesse was going to be the starting center. And Barama, as a fifth-year guy who was, you know, knows how to play and everything, was just going to be a, a huge asset as a 12 to 15-minute guy off the bench. And now, I don't know if we're going to see him, and a lot's going to fall on on Frank. Well, you know, the first I heard that Barama was really struggling a little bit in practice was when I was at ACC Media Day, and and uh, you know, he had said Barama himself said 
there were days in practice where he just was a little bit sore and he had to take a little bit of time off and he was going to be really cautious. He didn't want to rush himself back, you know? Um, and then of course he got injured again, you know, to his other knee since, since then. So just really, it, I feel really bad for him. He's a great kid, as you know, Mike, and um, you know, he's tried everything he could possibly do to, to play. You know, he really wants to play um, the guys on the team really like him and respect him. And I just feel badly that he just has physically, he just hasn't been able to get out there and, and participate. Um, so anyway, at that, at that media day, I, that's when I, I've heard all these great things about Frank Anselm, which I'd heard sort of trickles up during the summer. Uh, but I think his development and his improvement is, is going to be crucial, honestly, down the stretch, you know, whether it's going to be crucial as to whether we see that three forward lineup that was out there last night that Jim Baham said he doesn't want to use, but that they're they practice it. And, you know, will they use it this, this season? You know, it, it, it remains to be seen, but um, yeah, Bar it's just a very sad situation with Barama. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't love the three forward lineup, or at least the way it looked last night. Um, they didn't rebound. It, so, yeah. Jim mentioned though, a lineup that we didn't see last night, he mentioned a potential three guard lineup, we saw which I'm guessing that means Buddy Beheim moves to the back line of the zone. We actually saw a tiny bit of that last night, and Samir was on the backside of the zone. I think Samir is just a tougher, better. I must have had my head down writing. Yeah, on you must line. have. Right, um, <laughs> just a stronger, bigger, bigger, more physical guy. Um, Samir was down on the on the back line. Was um, that wait, he, Was that when the was that when the walk on was in? That yes. wasn't with Buddy and Joe up top. That was when Patty okay. was in the game, and I don't know who the other guard was. Maybe may have been Buddy or may have been Joe. I think it was Joe actually. Yeah. Um, so, um, all yeah, the more right. it was, it was later. That's why the head was down writing. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. If, if, if it had buddy been in the game, buddy probably would have moved a small forward, but in that situation last night, Samir was at small, a little bit, played a little bit of small forward. Yeah. Samir, when he was in high school, when I saw him at Vermont Academy, he played like he guarded everybody. He guarded the centers. He guarded, like, he just was a tough, hard nose, took a ton of charges kind of guy. So, uh, you know, let's see if he plays any, I don't know if he'll play any forward this year, but he was there momentarily last night. Yeah, with the lineup, I don't think we're going to see much. Right. But how how high can this team finish in the ACC? What's what's its ceiling? And I think maybe I what's its floor? I think to finish seventh, sixth or seventh in the league. I don't remember. Um, you know, I'm not sure how good the ACC is going to be this year. I think that's going to be the, the, the big determining factor. Who is good? I think Duke's going to be good. Um, I think Virginia Tech's going to be sneaky good. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with, I think North Carolina is going to be much improved. Um, but who else is good? You know, Florida state, you know, Leonard Hamilton keeps trotting out these lineups every year that nobody's really sure how good they are and they're good every year. Yeah. So, um, you know, he plays might as well just pick them second. You might as well just pick them. Right. I mean, they're going to finish in the top three in, in the conference every year. So, uh, you know, I just don't know until the game started. I really don't really know what to expect from the league. Who's good. Who's not good. Who's the surprise team. Who's a team that we thought was going to be good. It's not that good. So, I mean, Duke's going to be good. I mean, they have to, their guards that that guy gets something out of their guard play, but their forwards are all very, their forwards and their big guy are really good. So, um, you know, I don't know if they can get something out of their guards. They're going to be really, really good. Yeah. The, the Williams kid at center yeah. at Duke and we saw him last year. Yeah. Um, show flashes. Yeah. He's going to be really start good. with him. The kid Boncaro, the freshman at forward. Yeah. Th those two guys, um, they're, they're going to be in the NBA soon. And, and yeah, we'll have to see how their guards do the Keels kid, the Roach kid, two teams that I think I might be good have a chance to be good, but I just, it, it, they kind of fall into this group. Like you mentioned, Virginia tech. And I think Syracuse is in the same way. 
but Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yep. Just really experienced. Slew of, yeah. Slew of yep. old kids. Yep. Is old kids an oxymoron? I think it is. But anyway, <laughs> they're still kids, but they're older. They um, also don't guard anybody, but okay. They're, they're going to be better. Yeah. Okay, well, when Syracuse and Notre Dame play, take the over. Um, yeah. And then this Louisville team, they got the Williams kid. It's another Williams at center. Yeah. Samuel Williamson at forward. Jalen Withers gets to move to forward after playing center most of last year because the Malik Williams kid was hurt. Right. That's a good front line. It just depends on how the transfer guards do. Yeah, they, they the gotta, we, don't, we don't know anything about their guards. That's the thing about I don't I don't I don't I'm not I don't really know what to think about Louisville. I do like yeah. Virginia Tech a lot though. I like Aluma. He's like he's really good. He didn't play well against Syracuse, but I think he's very good. He always you know they've had Mike Young has had those tough, gritty guards. They all can all shoot. Um, you know they play really hard. So I think they're going to be pretty good this year. It'd be even better if that tra- uh, Tyrese Radford kid hadn't transferred late in the right. game. Right. Because uh, right. he was a heck of a player. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where Syracuse is going to fit. We did. Did we mention North Carolina? We mentioned them briefly. You know, we, didn't, we haven't mentioned We haven't mentioned Miami at all. Miami, who had a ton of injuries last year, who has one of the best guards in the league and Isaiah Wong uh, mm-hmm. coming back. And uh, a lot of their guys who were injured are coming back. I mean, so, I, you know, that's a team that, you know, at some points had like six players to practice with last year. And now they've got like a full complement of guys. You'd think that it would be significantly better. What do we do with Virginia? Yeah, we don't know anything about them. I mean, <laughs> you know, they weren't great defensively last year. They're always great on defense and they were, you know, pretty good, but not great last year. Um, I don't know. It's another team that's just, they could be really good or they could be pretty good or they could be okay. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I you know, I know they got Kihei Clark back for his eighth year. Yep. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll slip that one in there. Um, you know, I, I know they lost a couple of kids to transfer. And uh, the, the the kid, that the shooter last year that they had in as a transfer, I think they thought they were probably going to have him for a couple, three years. Right. Trey Murphy, he has such a great year. He's right. gone. Right. You know, NBA draft. So I don't know. Um, we'll have to see where it all takes us. Um, I'm really excited about this season, though. I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's, it, I'm just intrigued by so many things from the Syracuse team to the ACC to all of college basketball. I'm just excited that we're in arenas again and we can talk to players in person and there's people in the stands and it feels like a college basketball game. Like last year was so bizarre um, and just so uh, barren of any kind of joy, really, it just seemed like. Um, so I'm just looking forward to that, just to having a r- r- relatively regular um, regular season and, and uh, getting back to sort of uh, watching the game we love in person. You know, you're right. I was talking with Jesse Edwards after the first exhibition and I got to talk to him. I was interviewing right. Jesse Edwards. Right. And I told him, I said, you know, last year I probably wouldn't be interviewing you because they would have brought in Cole Swider, who led the team in scoring or maybe Buddy. Right. And we never would have yeah. talked to Jesse. We had, who had a couple of guys on Zoom. And sometimes we get zero guys on Zoom, depending on what, when the, what the travel situation was or what happened. You know, the funny thing is, Jesse had no idea about how that stuff took place last year post game with just with like a player being brought in on Zoom. He, he didn't realize that we stayed courtside after a game and sat there and on Zoom were interviewing Beheim, Coach Beheim, and then a player 
because I don't know if Jesse was brought in at all last year. I don't think he was. I mean, he had no clue. He was like, he was asking me questions like, you did what? It was on Zoom? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't even remember what happened at the, NC, at the NCAA tournament or at the ACC tournament last year. I don't remember. I don't, it was all by Zoom. I don't remember who got designated or what happened. So, well, you know, when both ACC games and, and all three of the NCAA, Buddy was brought in because yeah. he was going nuts, scoring 30, 31, 25, whatever it was. And then if we got two players, we'd get Marek or Quincy usually. Right. At that right. point in the year. So, no, even when Jesse was coming on strong late in the year, guys like him, you know, we didn't interview Kadari Richmond last year. We didn't interview Woody Newton. We didn't interview right. tons of guys on the team. As a beat writer, I, I know it, it drove me insane. I, I couldn't stand it. Was it was a strange way. It was just a strange season, a strange way to cover the team. And just, it was just bad. I mean, you know, we were watching games on TV and writing stories about them and talking to players. It was just so bizarre just to not have that feel um, to be in, in, in the arena and, and to talk to the players and to just to see things with our own eyes. It's going to be so much better. I'm already fired up about it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it will be better for us and better for the fans. Obviously I walk through the carrier dome each and during each of the exhibitions and you see the familiar faces again. Yeah. And that's great. You know, and all these fans that weren't there last year and they're, they're back and, so, you know, fans are excited. Players say players are going to have such a more positive experience this year. So, um, Donna, uh, look forward to it. I'll see you on press row for the opener. You will. Yes. Last year we saw each other. I don't know if people know this, but we did not see each other at all last year. We were never at a game at the same time last year. Just so weird. I went, I went like months without seeing you. So it was, it was, it was definitely odd because, bizarre. Yeah. yes, um, because of COVID rules, we could only have one person per media outlet at a game. So right. if you went to a home game, I was at home watching on TV and vice versa. And of course we didn't travel. Right. And that's where you and I generally spend like a ton of time together right. in cars and planes and cabs right. and Ubers. Yeah. Yeah. So Do you remember how to get an Uber? <laughs> oh Yeah. I do. I remember how to get an Uber. I've, I've been, I've, I've, we've taken plenty of Ubers. Also, you know, I've, I was at ACC Media Day. I was at uh, the you know, ACC tournament last year. I was at the NCAA tournament last year. I did plenty of Ubers. Get to wear a well, mask. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll remember how to make the hotel reservations and we'll get Dennis Ned on the uh, airplane. So, yeah, uh, the, the gang is back. Yes. <laughs> All right. Donna Datota, thank you so much for joining us here on the Inside Basketball Podcast. We'll be sure to get you back at some point during the season. We'll kind of redo this whole thing. We'll see how we're doing halfway through the year, maybe. Sounds good. My, it's just in time because my dog is like uh, looking for attention right now. So, I want to thank Donna for joining me on the podcast today. And thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and follow all of our complete coverage of Syracuse basketball on Syracuse.com.